Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dad Bods Pod. We have a great interview today with Ebenezer Stuntman Griffith, who is fighting in Fight Night this week. Guy's an absolute monster in the ring. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, like Akon said, he's fighting. Uh, he's number five in the world, right? Or, or a- five currently, in the yeah, in yeah. amateur boxing. And um, he's fighting this Friday. We're going to get to see him live. Can't wait to see him. Um, but more importantly, can't wait to talk to him. We're going to hop into this interview real quick, and then we'll take care of some housekeeping things at the end. Hope you guys enjoy. What's up, everyone? We have Ebenezer Stuntman Griffith on the podcast today. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing really good. Feeling, 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 feeling ready for fight night, man. <laughs> Ooh, we're, we're very excited for it. I don't know about you. Man, I can't wait, man. I've been in camp since uh, the beginning of January, so... Definitely looking forward to showing uh, all the hard work you're showing. Since how January, much better I've since January, yeah, since since January, <laughs> man. Uh, I left nationals in uh, Texas and um, got right back into camp. Um, been working. How did uh, nationals go for you? Um, so this this that's one of the reasons why this fight is so special to me. It's because uh. Nationals, I have I didn't have as, as good of an outing. I went to Nationals ranked the number one fighter in the country, and um, I ended up losing. I ended up getting upset by a uh, by an unranked fighter, and um, so like this, and so USA Boxing dropped my ranking to number five in the country, and so this fight is just like a, it's it's what I want to prove to myself that like I am who I say I am, and um, that one fight doesn't make me who I am that uh i've got so much more to accomplish in this game i just want to show that so you're like you're coming for blood on friday basically yes absolutely you're Um, kicking ass taking names hell yeah man there's uh one of my boys his name is jamari he's been telling me he said uh there's an expectation of what you're gonna do and an anticipation of what's gonna happen and so like for me like there's an expectation of what of what everyone thinks I'm gonna do. And then there's also an anticipation because no one no one knows what to expect. And um for me there's also an anticipation because sometimes I don't even know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm I'm ready, man. I can't wait. So man, like so at what point do can you do you have that ability like in your brain, like talking to you right now, like you're all nice, like you're cool and everything, but like at what point does it switch like in your brain where you're like, It's it's time, like I'm about to go kick some ass? Um right from uh as soon as I as soon as I start the ring walk. It's kinda oh. crazy because uh I had an interview the the other day and um I was telling I was telling the guy, I was like I was telling like all the emotions that are like going through your head, um, when you start that ring walk. So for me, like outside of boxing, I always say boxing is like one of the smallest parts of my life. Like if you if you ask who Ebenezer Griffith is, um, all of my friends will tell you different things. And like the last thing they might say is, oh, yeah, he's also a boxer. (laughs) Yeah, he's pretty Um, good, too, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. But like um, so for me, it's being so much bigger than than the sport. Mm -hmm. But like I was I was telling this guy, I was like, uh, I told him, I said, yeah, man, like all these emotions that I have going through my head. right before right right before I start walking to the ring I was like you feel like everything you feel the the anticipation from the crowd you feel all the expectations you feel um 
all the doubts, right, that are in your mind. You feel um, just a, a, a variety of different emotions. And uh, it's crazy because, like, you have a million thoughts running through your head. And then as you step closer to the ring, you feel the music. You feel, you feel, you feel you're feeling the moment. And um, every step you make closer to the ring, it's literally like it all fades away. Oh. And it all falls off. I have chills right now. Point. I'm ready to run through a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this this is as real as it gets, brother. You have you you have one one thing on your mind. And uh what by, by the time by time I get by the time I get to the ring and I go through them ropes, man, I'm bulletproof. Oh, oh that's awesome. What uh what song are you gonna come out to on Friday? Ooh, okay, so uh the song so everyone traditionally does like rap, right? And um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal what song it is, but uh just know I've 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 something uh something special in mind for this fight. Oh, I and, love uh, it. it's 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 gonna be unex- unexpected. You wanna give us a genre? Yeah, it's uh technico. It's it's techno. Oh like uh like like house music. Oh I mean I have I have chills right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh this this fight i had a somewhat of a special motivation like aside from uh this being my comeback fight and um aside from me being like fight now you know being a really really big fight um this fight's also a rematch oh. and so uh i fought the the guy i'm fighting kyle walden i fought him in uh louisville uh louisville kentucky um, last year and uh in 2022 and it was it was a tough fight. Um, he's a tough come forward fighter, southpaw. Um, I ended up winning, and uh, they feel like they exposed me. And uh, I remember before the fight, his coach was saying something. He said, uh, "He said Ebenezer Griffith. He said he's not even that good." And that that's been playing through my mind like this whole camp, man. So I'm 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 just ready to go and, and like and show these guys that. They aren't really like that. Oh, so That's, what do you what do you see is like you know you said he's a southpaw. What are the struggles that come with a southpaw as opposed to like a you know more orthodox style? Right. So uh, orthodox versus southpaw. I'm an orthodox fighter. Yeah. And um, orthodox versus southpaw is like a it's a tricky matchup because orthodox fighters are right-handed fighters mm-hmm. and southpaw fighters are left-handed fighters. And so, uh, southpaw fighters stand in the left-handed stance, so the the stances are complete opposite. Yeah. And so the punches are basically coming from a different angle. So, um, if I'm if I'm fighting an opponent and I'm used to him throwing his lead hand, which is usually going to be on my right side, and like I have this muscle memory of this punch coming at me, well, now when I'm fighting a southpaw fighter, that punch is literally coming from the exact opposite side. Mm-hmm. So like from, and now it's in my left eye now. So it's 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 just a. It's a, it's definitely a technical, something that you have to technically adjust to. But uh, I I fought a lot of southpaws, man. It's it's nothing new. Oh, that's awesome to hear. That is awesome to hear. So you're you're ready. Like you're ready for Friday. Yeah. Oh, let's can't wait, bro. Go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's crazy because like I'm, I'm at the point now, where uh, I'm tired of like waiting for the day to get here, and I'm just like. <sighs> Man, come on through. Like, <laughs> it's, it's getting that point of camp where camp's been dragging on. Like, your body's tired. Um, 
you've had this date in your head for for a while and uh, now man i'm just ready to show out like all the work's been put in just ready for fight day so what is kind of like the 24 hours to 48 hours before the fight look like like what do you kind of prepare your body like how, how do you kind of do that what's that look like right so uh 24 hours before the fight i'm still cutting weight so uh the, the last 24 hours um i'm usually I, I don't work out as hard i might have you know a little walk through with my coach i don't do any strength and conditioning workouts um no running before uh, 24 hours from the fight it's really just film study um, a lot of recovery. So, like, I'll be using massage gun, um, foam rolling, stretching out, um, and then cutting. Then cutting weight. Cutting weight is a is a monster and a half. It's pretty rough. But other than that, man, it's just being mentally prepared. They always say that uh, boxing is ninety percent mental, ten percent physical, and that's like one of the one of the things that I really believe because boxing. I always, always tell people that uh, if you ever get in a street fight, I don't know if you've got, either one of you guys have been in a street fight, but uh, you get in a street fight, it lasts 15, 27 max. Like, that's a long street fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it happens out of the blue. Like, it happens just like that, like as quick as you can snap your fingers. Uh-huh. Um, with a fight, you have a date, like a set moment in time that you know something's going to happen. And um, every day leading up to it, it's just building, it's building this anticipation, this feeling that you have is just building and building and building. And um, the closer the fight gets, you know, you're, you're game planning. And um, when fight day finally gets there, man, it's like the, the craziest amount of emotions. And so, like, for me, that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the big things for me is just, like, being as mentally prepared as possible. I always say uh, preparation breeds confidence and confidence breeds success. And so the more prepared you are, the more confident you'll be. And the more confident you are, the better you'll perform. Man, you're about to make me join, like, the armed services or something. <laughs> I'm, ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to go, dude. <laughs> I'll take the field. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's almost showtime, bro. It's really good. So I've, uh, I've met your trainer quite a bit, Zach. What would yes. – uh, you say your guy's relationship is like, I know you've been training with him now for is two or three years. Yes. About almost three years. What's that? What's that kind of relationship? Like, are you guys bouncing off each other, you know, ideas and strategies or what does that look like? Man, for me, me and me and Jock have like a, a, a special fighter coach relationship. Like it isn't how the typical fighter coach relationship is. Um, it's like Jock isn't that much older than me. And so, like, for me, I see him more as, like, a, a big brother and a coach as opposed to just, like, a coach. Like, I, I'll talk to Jock about just, like, the most random the most random shit you can think of, man. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, man. Like, we'll, we'll talk about 2K and oh, playing yeah. Madden and just songs that came out. And I'm constantly putting them on the songs, little baby. Oh, he yeah. loves Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly putting them on the new songs and shit, man. It's it's pretty awesome. First time I uh, I saw him in a t-shirt, I was very intimidated. I will say, <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot a lot of people say that he's a he's he's a pretty cool dude, man. He's he's about his business. Um, 
I I don't have a problem with like working hard. Me like I'm I'm a very I'm very self motivated. So uh, when I come into the gym, like I I put in the work and uh, he respects that man. Like you you put in the work, he's gonna he's gonna respect it and he's gonna definitely put his all into whatever whatever he does. Yeah, he's he's and a super nice guy, super super good dude from uh, all the interactions I had with him. I know. Yeah, and as far as on the boxing side, um, he's one of the younger coaches. But, like, I can honestly say that for his age group, he's one of the best coaches in, in the country. Um, as far as, like, fighters, un, I mean, coaches under 40 years old, he's, like, definitely one of the one of the best coaches in the country. Um, and, like, the, the proof is in the pudding. Um, when I first came to Jacques, me and, me and uh, Jacques used to have the same coach. And um, we had the same coach in Louisville. And uh, when I first started fighting under Jacques, one of the things that he told me was like he wanted to bring out my defense, and um, I can honestly say, man, my defense has gotten so much better. He wanted to make me a better like inside fighter, and um, man, just from the X's and O's standpoint, man, we've leveled up so much. And uh, obviously, I, I've had to put the work in, but I'd be I'd be lying if I didn't say that Jacques didn't do a big part of that. So you mentioned uh, mentioned you guys talk about music and stuff like that. What's your what's your playlist look like? What you got on there? Ooh. <laughs> oh, hold on. Honestly, I listen to, I know it's going to sound cliche, but I literally listen to everything. It's all about what, what mood I'm in. For me, like, music is uh, so you just I'm, feel I'm the a vibes. Big, big music fan. Music is like a way that I express myself. And so uh, I, have, I have a very hard time, like, talking to people, like, out on the streets. Like, music is, is a way that I express myself and, like, get out different emotions. And so... It all just depends on what what mood I'm in, man. I'll I'll listen to I listen to a lot of rap. Um, I like Polo G, Lil Baby, um, ESTG. You know, being from Louisville, Jack Harlow. Got to. Yay. Um, and then I also like country music, man. Like I'm I'm a Kentucky boy, so you know I like I like, I like country. Morgan Wallen, his new album is fire, man. I've been been listening to that. Facts. How he's how he's <laughs> over here. Fist pumping right now in the air. He's Absolute, so excited. Absolute facts. Came Brown, man. Came Brown's fire. Also facts. Obviously, like Luke Combs. But yeah, man. Uh, and then and then lately, uh, one of my friends, she actually put me onto this artist. Um, because I I never used to mess with him. His name is Frank Ocean. She put me on him, so I've been listening to a lot Frank of Frank Ocean. Ocean lately. It's a good friend you have right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just you know. Um, I play guitar and piano, so like I'm very musically inclined, and uh, I feel like I have a deep connection when it comes to to instruments and just music as a whole. You're a talented guy, I gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> oh man, my uh, mother was a music teacher, and uh, she's been teaching me piano since I was like six years old, and uh, I want to say about. In the last seven years, eight years, I've taught myself guitar, and so I can read sheet music and That's play awesome. by ear or whatever. Damn. So let me ask you a, a question about your brother. I know he's—is that your brother or your cousin? That's in the NFL. Um, I have a my big brother is in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What What does that do for you? Kind of having a a role model like that that you're able to look up to and see all the hard work that he's put in as you know paid off for him. Man, it's it's definitely big as far as like uh, you know, someone to one keep you accountable and uh, 
but also just just having having your brother man it's it's all of my brothers um coming up we were we've all we all you know grew up in the west end of louisville which is a pretty pretty rough neighborhood and um from literally since we were kids, man, we've been we've been grinding together. Um, whether that's football, boxing, track, um, lacrosse, whatever whatever it is, man, we've we've always been been working out and just having your brothers to beside you, you know, putting in that work, let you know that you're not alone. Um, I always say boxing is is the loneliest sport in the world because um, with every other sport, you have teammates who are who are putting in the work with you. Um, football, you have teammates who are doing the the gassers or the suicides with you. You know, you have in basketball, you have teammates who are putting up all the shots and whatnot with you. You're going through this with teammates. Um, in boxing, you truly are alone. Mm-hmm. Um, no one, no one's gonna make you go for your runs. No one's gonna make you when it's 32 degrees outside. Go go run five miles. <laughs> oh. God. No one's gonna make you, you know, do your strength and conditioning workouts. No one's gonna make you get up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, like I've always been extremely self-motivated, but a uh, part of that definitely comes from having brothers, man. Like the competition between us brothers is unreal. Like we literally compete at everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, um, growing up, man, we compete who could eat the most food, man. Just yeah. dumb shit. Like <laughs> dumbest things you could come up with. There will be a competition. Yes, I don't think people, a lot of people realize that. <laughs> To this day, man, like who can go up the stairs the fastest? We grew up in <laughs> with a uh, in a three story house, man. Like who can go up the stairs the fastest? Just like just dumb shit, man. We were constantly arm wrestling, like just rough, rough boys, man. It was, uh, it, was it was amazing, though, man. I wouldn't trade them for the world, man. They're they're pretty awesome. All of my brothers. I have uh, two brothers currently playing college football. Um. You know, obviously a brother in the NFL, starting linebacker for the Broncos. Um, just come, come from an athletic family. My dad played Division One college football. My mom ran Division One track. Um, my granddad played in the CFL. I have an uncle who played in the NBA. Um, so just just an athletic family, man. But it, it I always say it runs. It's in the blood. My dad's an accountant, so I don't share those same athletic <laughs> traits with you. <laughs> I would not want to roll up on his family at all. Oh my god! Yeah, man, Very it's a scary family. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm sure. I'm sure you can imagine though. Like, like now, why? How growing up was, man. It was. It was pretty wild. We were constantly competing, man. Yeah. Constantly. But it's but it's now like it's pretty awesome though because me and my brothers were all like super super close. We call ourselves mm-hmm. the Goat Bros, like the greatest brothers of all time. That's a great. That's a great. That's definitely. <laughs> that's a great group message name. And um, and like me and my brothers were all like super super tight, man. Like we constantly pushing each other to be better, constantly pushing each other to chase our dreams. And um, man, I'm I'm, I'm I can't wait. I'm. Sometimes I get more like excited for my brothers than like sometimes I am for myself, which is like kind of crazy. But just like you know, the love that you have for for each other is like pretty, yeah. pretty crazy. <laughs> I still just can't get over like this whole family's just Division One athletes, <laughs> just absolute studs. <laughs> so that being said, though, it 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 definitely didn't come easy. Um, mm-hmm. Me, so like all of all of my siblings. Are like six four, 
220 pounds, 230 pounds, you know, every every single one of them. Um, all of my brothers are, you know, big, big, like, college football players. And then there's me. Um, I'm the only boxer. And uh, I love it because it's something that I have, you know. Mm-hmm. I grew up with uh, 11 siblings. There were 12 of us. Damn. And um, growing up, I feel like it was very hard for me to separate myself and to, to show my, my own identity. Mm-hmm. And um, with boxing, man, I love boxing. It's it's the one thing that I that I have for myself, you know. And um, from like a from a solo standpoint, I don't have teammates that I can one depend on, but also that you know hold me back. Yeah, um, <laughs> I played sports, and um, definitely have teammates who weren't you know putting in the same amount of work as me. And I've always felt like that if everything were on me, you know that that things would be different. And I'm with boxing, man, I have that if I if I lose, I know it's 100% because of me. Like, there's no doubt. I don't stay up at night wondering if something could have been different. Um, I know that if I lose, it's 100% on me. It's my fault. Um, and when I win, it's also 100% because of me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that, having, like, your destiny in your own hands and just uh, being, able to, being able to be your own person. So, what age did you get into boxing? Ooh, I started. Uh, I started boxing in Louisville at uh, around ten years old, eleven years old. My dad brought me to the uh, to the boxing gym. My brother had been boxing at. Uh, it's called Louisville Legends. It's a it's a staple inside of uh, it's in Louisville. And um, man, from the from the moment I walked through the doors, bro, it was it was absolutely crazy. Uh, I remember I walk in and like. I had never been in a boxing gym before. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, you know, hearing about Muhammad Ali, you know, being from Louisville, Greg Page, all these great fighters. Um, but I had never been in a boxing gym. And so when I walk in, I see, uh, I remember the first day I walk in, there's two kids in the ring, like right around my age, like 13, 12, 13 years old. And um, they were sparring. And um, I'm standing there with my dad. And, uh, I literally was just mesmerized. Like me, I'm a I'm an energetic like jitterbug, man. I was constantly <laughs> moving around as a kid. Like could not stay still to save my life. Yeah. But uh, I I walk into this boxing gym and I'm standing there just like completely silent, completely mesmerized by like these these kids in the ring just fighting. And um, my dad didn't even have to ask if I wanted to box. He already knew. It was it was literally like love at first sight. It was like, are there any guys like the most that magical experience like I could ever like I could ever put into words, man? It was just I fell in love. That was the moment you knew? Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's crazy because uh I remember from my very first fight, I took a picture in the bathroom, but I have this picture to this day. <laughs> I took a picture in the bathroom, like flexing my little muscles, you know, a little badass kid, man. I was flexing my muscles. And um the caption I said future of usa boxing and oh, like let's go. it's crazy because like now that it's come full circle you know i have the olympic trials in december and like it's come full circle and it's crazy because like you know this dream is like right in front of me and so it's it's, it's definitely been uh pretty magical are there any guys that uh, professional guys that you really like to watch or kind of take some things away from yeah yeah a hundred percent um so uh, one of my favorite fighters is uh, Andre Ward. Um, he's 
one of the lesser known boxers, but he he retired undefeated in 2016. Um, he retired 36 and 0. But uh, it's it's not necessarily the record or any of that stuff that like is why I love Andre Ward. It's the man who he was. So um, Andre Ward is uh he comes from Cleveland. I mean, excuse me, <laughs> he comes from Oakland, and uh, opposite sides of the country there. But uh, Andre Ward comes from Oakland. And um, he never lost a fight in the professionals. But he also hadn't lost a fight since he was 12 years old. That's just, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, over like winner. 250 amateur fights. And uh, since he was 12 years old, he won every world championship. He won the Olympics, gold medalist. And then he kept winning all the way through his pros. And just like, he, he wasn't the fastest fighter. Um, there were plenty of fighters in his division faster. He wasn't the strongest. There were plenty of fighters who were stronger than him, Sergey Kovalev. Um, but no matter what, he always found a way to win. And um, I remember watching a, a interview with him, and he was basically saying, like, he was talking about just, like, his mindset and, the, uh, and like, the will that he had to win, the will that he had to be successful. And it just, just stuck with me, man. It's my favorite fighter. <laughs> so you're a middleweight, correct? Yes. All right. Wait, also a little, little backstory real quick. Of 2015, the Creed movie came out, Creed 1. And um, Andre Ward was the the fighter that knocked out Michael B. Jordan in the in the boxing gym. Was he really? Um, Andre, really? Yes, Andre Ward was playing that role. And um, in, the, in the movie, his name was um, Stuntman. His name was Danny Stuntman Wheeler. And like in real life, his name is SOG, like Andre, son of God. Yeah. But um, in the movie, his name is Danny Stuntman Wheeler. And right then and there, man, that's where I decided. That's where I actually got the name Stuntman from, which is kind of crazy. Oh, that's hype. That's hype. <laughs> You're talking my language now with Creed and Rocky. If we're gonna go now, yeah, man. Everybody always asks me. They're like, "Who gave you the name Stuntman?" I'm like. Bro, I got it from my favorite fighter. They're like, who's your favorite fighter? I'm like, Andre Ward. Like, his, his nickname wasn't Stunt, man. Like, in the movie it was. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so I've got a quick hypothetical for you. You ready? Yep, go ahead. So, you're a middleweight. Uh, I don't, probably don't fight a lot of heavyweights. But say you got, you know, a heavyweight uh, boxer, very amateur, has never trained a day in his life outside of uh watching rocky movies a lot of them um how long are you giving that person in the fight in a fight with me yeah in a fight with you about let's see if if, if they're somewhat athletic I might give them they're not very athletic they've torn their acl twice yeah. two, two torn acls uh, can't move that well I'll, I'll give him a little bit of respect, maybe about 0.2 seconds. <laughs> the first punch, the first punch, and it's just, I mean, okay. So, yeah, I, I was going to give myself, we're talking about myself. <laughs> and the, um, I was going to give myself, like, four seconds at least. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you curl up four. in a ball, maybe. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll give you 0.4, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So you talked a little bit um, about the Olympic trials you got coming up this year. What are some of your future goals and aspirations as it pertains to maybe not only boxing, but 
you know, kind of the, the rest of your life. Right. So um, I always say like boxing is the smallest part of my life. Um, it's, it mean it's the most important part of my life to me because like the reason that I fight, like I always say, I don't fight for, I don't fight for money. I don't fight for, for notoriety or fame. And I know like literally every athlete in general says that like, Oh, I don't play, you know, basketball for the fame or the money. You know, I play for the love of the game, but I don't, I don't box for the love of boxing. I really don't. Um, I don't box for, for money. I don't box for, to gain Instagram followers. Um, I don't box because I love boxing. I do love boxing, but it's not why I fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason, the reason I fight is to prove something to myself. You know, um, growing up, I had like, it was a lot of us and, uh, always struggle with like feelings of self-worth. And so like for me, um, boxing is a way that I can prove it to myself that I am who I say I am, you know, because I've always felt that I was special. I always felt that I was unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't want to prove it to the world. Like I, I literally, I really don't care what anyone has to think of like who I am as a person. Um, I want to prove it to myself though. And whenever I feel like when you want to prove it to yourself, there's no higher form of motivation. Um, if I was wanting to prove it to the world or I was wanting to, to gain Instagram followers, I wouldn't have gotten up two weeks ago when it was negative four degrees outside and, you know, snowing. Oh. I would have, I would, I would have stayed in bed and be like, Oh, I'll go work out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't have gotten up this morning and put in six miles and then when did my strength and conditioning, um, I always feel that when, when you do something for yourself and like, sometimes you have to be selfish, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but like when you really have that motivation for yourself and like, you want to prove something to yourself, uh, there's nothing like it, man. This might be a weird question, but what percent body fat are you <laughs> <laughs> right now? Um, I don't have like a specific number. Um, I know I'm, I know I'm usually like pretty chiseled around like fight around around fight night but uh i would say maybe eight seven percent i'm I'm usually like walk around pretty lean that's that's pretty locked in right there that's <laughs> i wish i could get down to those numbers i don't think i train enough <laughs> you're not getting up in uh in the morning and running six miles <laughs> while it's snowing outside <laughs> I, I commend you for that because I, I can't do it no there's i just i don't know Bro, I, I had the channel manager David Goggins this morning, dog. I did not feel like it. I was sore, had some. He cracked. He, he cracked. I got me like up. David Goggins. Yeah, whenever I see him on Joe Rogan or something, he's just a, he's just a different kind of animal. <laughs> Bro, I love David Goggins, man. He's a he's a fucking savage, like, and I, I absolutely love it, man. He's just there's they don't make average men like him. Yeah, definitely don't, man. He's he's one of a kind. Oh my god, like that's that's one of the reasons why I love David Goggins. But so you know, we got uh, we're excited for Friday. But what would you? Are, are there other events that you compete in that are kind of the same atmosphere as Fight Night, where there's a bunch of just college degenerates that are <laughs> that are just right there on top of you almost? It feels like, bro. Of honestly. Fight night is is unique. So um, I, I fought in big 
I fought in big tournaments, big fights before. I fought in nationals, Louisiana, Texas, Kansas. I fought all over West Virginia. Um, but fight night is a is is very unique. The fans are rowdy. Like, yeah. <laughs> the fans are so rowdy, man, and I love it, dude. From literally like the moment I step foot in the arena, it's like you can feel the energy in the building. The moment like I I don't know, I have my I don't even have my uniform on. I'm still in my street clothes, have on a a backpack and a hoodie, whatever. I can feel the energy and like the vibration of the building. Like before I even walked in last year, man, it was crazy. <laughs> I'm hoping for the there's, same thing this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's literally nothing like it. And, uh, last year was pretty crazy because I was ranked number seven in the country. And uh, we brought in the number nine ranked fighter. And so we had a matchup of top ten fighters, and which is, like, already big on its own. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I when I walked in, like, for, for my ring walk, it was, it was, like, wild. Because I came in, like, my Team USA, my Team USA suit, and, um, uh, I had like the Team USA trunks, man. It was it was wild, and uh, my opponent, he uh, is like he's from he's he's Latino. He's uh he's from Mexico, and so he came in in like this whole like Mexican oh. attire, like he had the whole like <laughs> robe and the Mexican trunks, the headgear. It was it was a whole thing, and so it was literally like Team USA versus Team Mexico, <laughs> and dude, I strict I vividly remember like when he got out of the ring after I beat him. All the girls and like all the guys were flipping them off. Like it was, it was pretty wild. I, I was like, I was like, what is this? I remember we definitely chanted USA at some point during the fight. Yeah. Yes, I, I remember that. Okay, so um, it was like in the third round, and I remember I had just done something like crazy, and the whole crowd starts chanting like USA, USA, and dude. Like I was, it literally felt like I was at the Olympics. Like which is. It's pretty wild. Like, if I could imagine what the Olympics feel like, it was fight night 2020. I love it. Because, I mean, <laughs> I imagine, like, most of the tournaments you're playing in, like, it's probably, like, there's a lot of parents there and coaches yeah, and, like, like, tra- like, like it's <laughs> – and then you, it's a bunch of – you got a bunch of college kids that are just, like, don't really know yeah. that much about boxing and – Intoxicated. Can we start yeah, there? Yeah, man, they were, like, yeah. cleaning beer, dude. It was, it was wild, though. I got out of the ring and, like – People are like, hey, man, I just won 200 bucks off you. Like, betting with their <laughs> homies and shit. It was, it, was, it was pretty wild. Underground gambling going on. <laughs> hey, I'm not snitching, though. No, no, no. no. <laughs> There's none of that going on. He probably just lied to you. Seemed cool. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> They're allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Gambling and, uh, yeah. So, uh, Back to the Rocky movie. Have you seen all the Rocky movies? <laughs> Dude, there's like six of them. Um, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen, oh. I want to say like four of them. Oh. Not in order. I've seen the one, the first one, obviously. I've seen the second. Um, I saw the one where Rocky comes back. Um, after like losing the heavyweight titles, he comes back. He's like not motivated to train. And um, Rocky Three. I've, I've seen that one. Yes, Rocky Three. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I saw the last one where he's old and like he picks up his mouthpiece. Um, I want to say it's like Rocky Five. Was um, it? He, was he fighting like, the really Russian was, dude? He's like, yes. No, no. That's, oh, was it? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. And like, uh, Rocky Rocky, all I know is Sylvester Stallone was like pretty old in it. Uh, Rocky Four is my favorite one. You're, <laughs> you're talking one. to a guy, you're talking to Howie who has probably seen every Rocky movie minimum of 10 times. Unhealthy. Unhealthy. Unhealthy amount. <laughs> Man, I love, I love the Creed movies though. Um, oh, the Creed movies are new one. Uh, have you seen the new one? Yeah, the new one just came out. Yeah, it? is Dude, it good? I'm, the new one, Creed three, is better than Creed one and two. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, I just said because I think I Creed one it. was better than Creed two for sure. I think Creed one was better than Creed two, but I love how like Creed two had its own like unique story. Like I love yeah. how okay, um, I love how the the Creed movies are their own movie. Mm-hmm. Like their 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 own series, but they still like pay respect and homage to the to the original, which is the Rocky films. Like I yeah. love that how they brought in Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. to like be his coach, and like I, I absolutely loved that how they, you know, it's Apollo Creed's son. Um, but I I, I do think Creed three was the best the best Creed movie of them all. Well, isn't Creed three? It's like it's directed by Michael B. Jordan too, isn't it? Unlike the other ones, I think. Um, I think so. Um, I'm not really too sure about that, but all I know, man, that movie was fire. I left, I left the movie theater like shadow boxing and shit. It was oh, let's go. <laughs> it was funny, I was pumped. I was like, man, let me go for a run. <laughs> I'm usually not thinking that after movies. I'm thinking about my nap <laughs> after. <laughs> after you sat there for two or three hours, That's why I would last point four seconds in the ring with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that that movie that movie was wild. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it for sure. <laughs> well, hey, man, well, I'm not gonna give you too many spoilers. No, please don't. I want to be shocked. <laughs> We're super juiced for your fight on Friday. We will be in attendance. Might have a little gift for you as well. All right, perfect. Say less. Say so, less. We're uh, we're ready to go. The atmosphere should be rocking again. I mean, it's gonna be raucous and rambunctious. That's all I know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I, I can't wait to to y'all see my my fight fit, man. I got a, a special like custom trunks made for this fight, so it's gonna be pretty awesome, dude. I'm already ready. Like I said, join the armed services. Listening to you, take um, me to Friday. Yeah, like can we just teleport <laughs> to Friday now? <laughs> I'm gonna leave y'all with something. Uh, one of my friends, one of my buddies, he sent me this uh, earlier today. So like he's been on my ass this whole week and like he's been on my ass every day at camp and he's been telling me today he told me he said uh everybody wants to be the big dog until it's time to be the big dog Mm. and like for me for this fight and this opponent they they want my position like this is what i've been telling myself they they want to be where i'm at um they want to take. They want to take what's mine. They want to take what I already have. Um, they want. They want to expose me and and show the world that I'm not who I say I am. Like they they want to be the big dog. Until it's time to be the big dog, and then on Saturday or Friday night, I'm gonna show them who the big dog is. Man, I can't wait. Oh, let's Aww. fucking go. You're gonna kick his ass. <laughs> let's go. Man, I can't wait, bro. Oh. Afterwards, we're sparking cigars in the ring. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Nipsey Hustle has a song. And at the end of it, I don't know if you guys know Nip. I do. But, uh, yeah. Okay. At the end of it, he says, uh, it's how you win the whole thing and lift up a cigar with sweat dripping down your face because the mission was hard. Oh. 
bro. Yeah, we're smoking cigars in the ring after we knock them out. I'm I'm bringing one Chills. with me. I'm gonna put it in my pocket. <laughs> say less. Say less, um, bro. Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Can, can we, we just? Can we get a photo smoking cigars after your fight? Oh yeah, 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 100%. yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> with the belt. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so ready, man. I'm so ready. Yeah, yeah, man. I can't wait. Well, best of luck with training the rest of this week. We'll be uh, in person on Friday in Bowling Green to cheer you on. Appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for coming on, man. Good luck. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I mean, that was an absolutely electric interview. That was, I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. um, Just a stud of a human. Um, And how about the family? Just upper 1% as far as athletic ability and work ethic. That family's upper 1% in the world. 100%. They're all athletic, and it sounds like they all just work insanely hard. Yeah. And shout out to the mom, by the way. Can oh, you imagine putting up with that? those kids? They're just massive strong, competitive, strong just woman. fighting all the time. Jesus. A lot of shout testosterone out. in that yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to her. Um, yeah, dude, I was ready to run through a brick wall. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. I'm ready to join the military, shave my head, give me a gun. I'm going overseas. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to kick down some doors. I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm very excited to watch him fight again this year on Friday and fight night. Yeah, he's going to be throwing out haymakers. And, uh, hey, I hope he was serious about that cigar offer. <laughs> I do, too. I'll bring my own. I come prepared with my own cigars. Yeah, yeah. Pocket cigars. Yeah, I'll gladly bring my own, really. But that should be a great time. That will be our next Daddies in the Wild adventure. Bowling Green, yeah. Kentucky, this yeah. Friday. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going mobile. Um, we're going into a different territory than what we're used to. Well, we're used to it, but as of late, it's been a minute. It, it's 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 an it's an away game, right? I would say it's an away game right now. Neutral neutral site. Okay, neutral. Um, well, it's like we're going. I guess it's kind of a home game, but it's like we're going to like where we used to have home games. I guess it's like Matt Ryan played for the Falcons for so many years, then he left, and yeah. it's like Matt Ryan signing with the Falcons again. And he, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, home. He's home again. Yeah. So. so we got to talk about some of these beautiful basketball games. Are the guesses we had for what was going to happen pretty bad? <laughs> yeah. Uh, went horrible. Terrible. I mean, first of all, shout out FAU Conference America. Yep. America's Conference. But they're leaving America's Conference, but America's Conference still gets the money. So yes. we're going to cheer for them this year, but next year, no. Yes. Yes. Um, and I just want everyone to think about this. Um, you know, when the season started in December, um, would you have guessed the final four teams left to battle for a national championship are FAU, Fort Atlanta University, San Diego State University, UConn, and and Miami? Miami. I think if you would have said, like, pick four teams from the top 25, I mean, like, maybe I would have – thrown UConn in there, but I know myself, and that's probably not what I would have done. No. Um, did you see the report that Dust, that came out about Dusty May that he signed the contract with FAU before he actually toured the facilities? <laughs> and when he was – like, he got there the first day, saw the facilities, and he said in his office that he, like, cried and, like, almost quit on day one because they were it was so bad. <laughs> They're probably about to get a massive upgrade, though. Yeah, I think – well, is he is someone going to well, hire him, or is he going to stay? 
You made the final True. four, though. I mean, it's like. But, like, at the same time, I mean, you can get why he would take that job. I mean, just take a walk outside your bedroom. Well, they're going to the. go to the back porch. Like, they're going to the AAC. I mean, that's, that's way better. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a good conference. I mean, Houston, Memphis. Mm-hmm. There's money in the AAC. I mean, but who's made a more recent Final Four, the Conference USA or American Conference? <laughs> oh, but the team that the team that's going to the American Conference. I mean, but right now, if we were spo- if we were going to ask that stat trivia question, and uh, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> but UConn was probably like the only predictable team in there. Yeah, I mean. I've said Miami is a sleeper for a while now just because I love Jim Laranaga in March. Oh, I love him. And he tormented Auburn last year. So mm-hmm. that's just like if someone beats your team, they're automatically really good. <laughs> um, so I like – I did have them as a sleeper a while ago. Yes. But like – Final four. Final four. I, they were like a – I was like they're a sleeper. Not necessarily – I was like a sleeper to beat Houston. But like, yeah. <laughs> not a sleeper to win the Natty. Like, yeah. I, was like I wasn't going that far with it. I mean – I mean, obviously, UConn's the best team left. Um, they're just – They're good. They have beaten everyone by 15 points or more. They yeah. absolutely just thrashed Gonzaga. Yeah, that was embarrassing. I that mean, was so sad to watch. Drew Timmy's going to be coming back next year for – He's only been there like three years, but it feels like he's coming back for second NBA at this yeah. point. <laughs> I mean, like – Is he actually coming back? He's going. He, I'm sure he will. Yeah, he well, he's not will. going to the league. You yeah. see those travels he yeah. does in the paint there. He, he, well, he's NBA ready then. If you ask me, yeah, ask LeBron <laughs> or Russ. I mean, but great, great March Matt. lived up to the hype. Um, the, and I know. All the way I know. We say it every year. It's the craziest one yet. I mean, if you look at the final fours from last year to this year, last year it was still Duke, UNC, Kansas. A one seed had Villanova. Ne- what was it? A one seed had never not been in at least the Elite Eight. Yeah. And this year, like, this is the crazy. Well, this will probably be the craziest one we ever see. I don't know about that. I don't know. But why do you think it is? Why do you think it's – I think it's because the transfer portal, I think. And, I mean, Mr. B would say the parody. I would agree with that, too. I, what, the parody. Like, everyone's just this, everyone just does the same thing, recruits the same way, builds their teams the same way. Everyone plays similar styles of basketball, it feels like. I mean, parity yeah, as a whole has just never but, been at this high. But I just think, like, the fact that you can get, you know, a fifth-year senior or a six-year senior, like, you used to not be able to do that, obviously. But, like, the fact that you can do that and they can come in and start right away, that definitely does give you guys the a, a little bit more of an advantage, at least. Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's kind of – it's definitely hurting a lot of those, you know, those top recruits because – they're playing against guys that's like their, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth year yeah. ball. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's why – it's like that's how Tony Bennett loves to build his teams at Virginia. It's why they're always really good. So, do you think – so, let's – I think the era of the one and duns is – That's what I was about to say. Do you think Cal's way is on the way out? Well, so the thing is once all of these guys who have that COVID year kind of go away and graduate and, like, they get through it – I mean – how long is that going to take? Like I mean, there's two, still two people more years, taking two more years, maybe? COVID or, years. I guess technically, I guess until what 2026 or 2025. Would it be 2025 or 24? You get five years. So there was the no, no, it was the year after though. Yeah, that's right. So 2026, 2025 season. Yeah. Like after that, I mean, maybe, but I feel like the way of just 
you have to build your team now. And the portal, too, has just exploded from what it used to be. The way you have to build your team now is with a mix of good high school players and transfer portal guys who are a little older, a little mature, yeah. seen more things. So do you think do you think Cal's way is out then? But, I mean, look at this year. He's still had portal guys and recruits. Next year he's got more recruits. I think it'll be end up being less portal guys. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean. It, it's just interesting. I mean, you're seeing a lot of philosophies – either working or crashing and burning. You seem like right you really now. want me to say that I think Cal sucks here. And then, yeah, yeah, I can tell it's what you I want me to say. Um, <laughs> all right. Final four predictions. We were really good at the, at the sweet 16 and elite eight one. So yeah. fade us. FAU, San Diego state. I want FAU to make the natty. So, FAU. so bad. FAU. So bad. Conference yeah. America, America's conference. I mean, just give me FAU, Miami, UConn. I mean, like, I'd love to say that I could see like Miami beat them, but, UConn's so good. I want to say UConn, so give me Miami. But also, like, Miami showed against Texas. Like, Texas was up 10 to – I think it was like 13. Yeah, but they never put them away. I know. And I texted you right before yeah. – I texted you and Mr. B right before the run happened, and I said Texas is just not putting away Miami yeah, and letting them back in this thing. game. Next thing we know, there's like a 9-0 run, and I was like, yeah, well, I mean, what did I say? Yeah. Someone tell – I forget their new coach's name to – Rodney Terry to call a yeah. timeout. <laughs> Stylish um, glasses, very stylish glasses. Yeah, very stylish. He got the head coaching job, by the way. Yeah, yeah he got so, five years. Five years. Um, I'm always a little hesitant with those coaches that come in there, go on a run like that. I just don't know how that translates. I feel like that happens a lot. It doesn't always work out. Yeah, but, I mean, he – basically coached like the whole year yeah. i mean chris beard all that shit went down pretty early in the yeah season. it was it was a while ago so i mean like you could say this was more of his, i guess chris beard like recruited him and put them all together but you could say like he coached this team just as much as chris beard did yeah it's fair and he was definitely a head coach at texas longer than chris beard was right this i mean rodney terry yeah at texas this was Beard's first year? This was his, like, second or third year. Really? Yeah. Was it really? He coached – you think he just got hired in the offseason, man? I thought he did. No. <laughs> All right. Bad bad say. Bad stat by me. So, I'm going FAU, UConn. You're going to go FAU, Miami. FAU, Miami, because I have no clue. Florida so. teams would be pretty lit. I will say the parades will probably stink – at FAU. I think Miami. FAU, San Diego speed. State, I feel like. F- maybe, maybe San Diego State would be cool. Miami, is, it's such too big of a city. UConn would always – I mean, UConn has a, will have a good parade for it. Yeah. Are they Are they considered a blue blood? UConn? Yeah. That's, they're, that's so tough. Well, I mean, according to CBS, like, you know, Louisville's a blue blood. Yeah, but, like, UConn has – I mean – so what are the blue bloods? UNC, UNC, Duke, Kentucky, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, UCLA, UCLA, Kansas. Kansas. So we're at five. Um, is Villanova considered one? <sighs> I feel like there's always a few that are like up for debate, and it's like eh? they're probably a blue blood, I guess. But like, but you could have said Georgetown was blue blood 15, 20 years ago. You're yeah, like, they're definitely a blue blood. I don't know. I just think like UConn this. I mean, in the past, what, 20 years, they've won three national championships, right? Two with – or 
Wait, Jim Calhoun won two, I think. No, he won one, and then that other guy, Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie won one, and then uh, if this if this Hurley the, wins one, this would be, this the, third would be the third. One. Yeah. With no, I thought Jim Calhoun won two. At maybe he UConn. did. I swear, I think it was Kevin Ollie, though, who had the shortest tenure ever. I feel like of a head coach who's won a national championship. Yeah, <laughs> he got the Gene Chizik treatment. <laughs> he really did. Um, Jim Calhoun, he won. Let's see here. I think it was one. Oh, he won three. He won three natties again. Yeah, ninety nine, oh four, and eleven. Well, so I'm, I mean, like, so I'm completely. So they're blue blood. Yeah, I mean, f- I would consider four that blue blood. That's blue blood. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> us and our idiocracy. Yeah, it just all runs together at some point. Um, but yeah, UConn blue blood check. 100%. Yeah. You said you brought up Louisville. I, they're probably considered a blue blood. What about Auburn? No. Bruce. No. Bruce. No. Well, Sorry. I think that's big final four this weekend. We might have an episode Sunday or Monday. We haven't figured that, that out quite yet. It'll be a recap of Daddy's in the Wild. We have a guest, Mr. C. We're going to do a fantasy draft of something. We will let y'all figure that out mm-hmm. later in the week. We're also, we are also going to talk about head coaches in college football that we think, that we really thought were going to like do insane, mm-hmm. like win natties, blah, 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 and didn't. That'll be, we're going to do two segments of fantasy draft of something. And then I also want to talk about that we knew were frauds. But did really well, but then ended up showing that they were frauds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's very fair. I have one that just – I really I really want to say right now, but I can't because it's too premature. For which one? For head coaches. Oh, my God. I'm not going to say it, but Stop. we're going to leave it. Hasn't played a game yet. We're going to leave it. <laughs> I think we're on two different wavelengths right now. But, all right, everyone. <laughs> unbelievable interview. Yep. Once again, thank you, Ebenezer, for coming on. I know he's busy schedule. He's training. Yeah. He's getting locked in. He's going to kick this dude's ass. He's getting Friday. ready. I'm, I'm so jacked for it. Very I'm excited. so jacked. Very excited. Recap of Daddy's in the Wild coming Sunday. Check the Insta. Check the Twitter. There will be motion pictures <laughs> posted. See y'all later. Love y'all. <laughs>